listening to Closer Look. Hall of Fame pro football coach Joe Gibbs led the Washington Redskins to three Super Bowl victories. Later, successfully jumping into the world of competitive racing and NASCAR. Coach Gibbs joins us now not to talk sports, but to talk about one of his personal heroes, his son, J.D., who passed away earlier this year of a rare neurological disease. Coach says he's learned a lot from J.D.'s life and his death and sees God in J.D.'s continuing influence on millions of people around the world. Coach, welcome to Closer Look. All right, tell us about your son. Well, if you're asking me about J.D., I think the best way for me to start, uh, J.D., from the time he was a small kid, he tried his hardest, I think, in everything that he attempted or that you asked him to do or that he played. And I, I always like to illustrate that with this little uh, story that happened to us. The very first thing that J.D. ever played uh, competitively was floor hockey. We were in St. Louis and, you know, uh, it was bad weather lots of times. And so it made for a great sport for kids. You could play hockey, but you just played it on a basketball floor. And so first thing he ever played. And so I go to one of his first games that I was present at, and I was in the bleachers on one side. And as everybody knows, when those kids play uh, sports like that, it's it's just a, <laughs> a mad huddle, chasing the ball. Everybody's in a pile. Nobody's playing positions or anything. And so that's what was happening in this little game. And so J.D. came over in the group kind of close to the bleachers. As a parent, I just said, J.D., get it. I went like that. <laughs> and honestly, he stopped just where he was. And he looked up at me and he goes, I'm trying. And he had this look on his face. I mean, uh, and, and so I thought to myself, I will never, ever do that again with J.D. Because I knew in J.D. from his life and early life and playing sports, J.D. was going to try. He was going to give it every single thing he had. Then I think if we kind of look at J.D. as he continued to um, uh, get to a point where now he's in high school and he was the quarterback on his football team. They named him captain. I mean, it's just he was one of those kind of guys that was a strong leader. And about that time, I think J.D. started to make a big impression on a lot of people in life. J.D. had given his life to Christ at an early age. And at this point in high school, was starting to have an influence on a lot of people. Um, one of his best friends, nicknamed Moose, was somebody that um, later on in life would testify the fact that J.D. led him to Christ. And I think uh, J.D. had a big influence on a lot of people from a Christian standpoint and was already starting to um, lead a lot of people, I felt like, influence them for Christ. And as I understand it, he continued living out those themes, right? Faith, leadership, as he moved into adulthood. Uh, from high school, he now goes to college at William & Mary, and I think that's where uh, he, about that time, met Melissa. And uh, they had known each other in junior high, but had uh, Melissa had moved away. And then J.D. and Melissa 
kind of found each other again. And of course, that led to just a great relationship from Melissa and JD with them eventually uh, as they graduated from college, um, getting married. And so that started down the road to them also with their family and JD's family developing what I felt like was the ideal family, winding up with four great boys, Jackson, Miller, Jason, Taylor. And about that time, we started the race team. So JD comes out of college. He's a young husband. He's a new dad. Went right into the business that would make him famous. JD spent his entire occupational life with the race team. We originally started out with a very small 17 people. Uh, JD started working when we bought the first nut and bolt uh, to our race cars. JD was here, started it, eventually became president, and that was his occupational life. Uh, and so his early years of the race team, he became the president. He had his own ministry. He and Melissa had their own ministry. JD had a huge uh, interest in young life because he had, that made a big impression upon him in life. And he worked in the camps, Young Life Camp, in the summer. And he, eventually, when they started their family, they would go back as a family and work in Young Life Camps. And I really felt like that later on, had J.D. stayed healthy, that at some point he would have stepped away from business and he would have been heavily invested in Young Life. And J.D., also was elected to be on the board of Young Life. So that was a huge effort for him and a big part of his ministry. Young Life, of course, a nationwide ministry for teens that got its start back in the 1940s. Today, it brings kids together for Christian clubs and camps. So JD's busy running the racing team, right? He's also dedicating his time and talent to ministry. Coach, bring us forward. What happened next? Um, about... Six years ago, uh, we started noticing some changes with J.D. He has always been a strong leader, strong in the meetings, and he just became uh, quieter. And so Melissa started noticing some changes around the house. And the bottom line is when we uh, got through visiting the different medical centers and we traveled to almost all of them, it became obvious that J.D., uh, had a, a, a situation where they described it as a uh, neurological uh, brain disorder. And it started affecting him. And really what took place then over the period of that about a five-year journey was J.D. just gradually had everything taken away from him. Uh, it was, you know, his ability to communicate. It was his, his ability to use his hands. It was his ability to walk. I mean, it was little by little by little. And what I admired so much about J.D. is the way he dealt with that. Never a complaint. J.D. just did the absolute best he could do. And as he journeyed through that, it was awful hard for the family and all of us as we went through that. It was a journey that I don't wouldn't want anybody to be on. It was, I think, one of the most horrible diseases you could have because it's a long period of time, and it's gradually you just get every little bit taken away from you. And so that was um, a long, tough, horrible journey for Melissa, the boys, 
for all of us here that worked around JD and for everybody that knew JD. And that ended with his passing on January 11th of this year. We're talking with Hall of Fame pro football coach Joe Gibbs. I'm Ed Lenane on Closer Look. All right, coach, you lost your son. Joe Gibbs Racing loses its president. Just barely a month later, you're you're diving right into racing season. After JD went to be with the Lord, the next big event that we have in racing is the Daytona 500. And it's our biggest race. We start the season with our biggest race. It's also the hardest race to win, I believe. Uh, and so we have been in the sport, you know, for uh, 27 years, and we had won it twice. As a part of JD's running the race team and being the president, he also used to look for young talent. He found Denny Hamlin uh, up in Manassas, Virginia. And at that point, Denny was racing late models. JD had gone up to buy some equipment from Denny. And uh, ironically, Denny's number on all of his race cars and everything was 11. JD's number was 11 in college playing football. All of his sports was 11. He developed a relationship with Denny. He wound up bringing Denny onto our race team. I, I think it was one of those things where Denny's talent showed up in a test that he had that JD got him in with uh, other young drivers. And then JD had put him in a truck. Uh, which wasn't a very good truck in the racing series, and I think he finished 11th. He then put him at uh, Darlington, our toughest racetrack, in a, in a Xfinity car, and he wound up ninth. And he said to me, he says, I think we need to sign this guy. And I said, I think you're right. <laughs> and so we, J.D. was instrumental, okay, in finding Denny and bringing him on our race team. Uh, I mentioned that after J.D. had gone to be with the Lord, Daytona's our next big race, the year before, Denny had not won a race. And so you're looking at that race as we went down to begin that racing year. Denny had put JD's name, JD, over the door of his car. When we went to Daytona that year to kick the season off, NASCAR said to us that they wanted to honor JD with a lap. And they said, What lap would you want? And of course, for us, it was very obvious we wanted the 11th lap. And so as that race started, we get to the 11th lap. Everybody stood up on the wall at Daytona, and they had banners honoring J.D.'s life. That race continues. Like I said, it's one of the hardest races that we have. It came down towards the end of that race, and there were three big wrecks in there. So cars are all tore up. Somehow, Denny <laughs> got through all those wrecks. And it came down to with about, uh, there was a caution with about four to go. And Denny was in first place. We're all just totally taken back by this. The year before, Denny hadn't won a race. Uh, all the things that had taken place, uh, the fact that JD was on the car, it was number 11, all that is just being played out in front of us. And they restarted the race. And can you believe that Denny wound up winning that race? And the other part of that, which is a kind of a miracle, Kyle Busch, our driver was second, and Eric Jones, our driver, was third. It's only the second time ever in that race that, that one race team had finished one, two, three. Wow, you must have been stunned. I mean, that is history made at the Daytona 500 right in front of your eyes. 
I would just say, as we all looked at that, I think everybody, it made an impression upon everybody watching on TV. Uh, so many people came to me and said, only God could have oversaw that race and had that set of circumstances play out. And everybody, I felt like, that really looked at that, that knew J.D., that knew the situation, knew Denny, knew that J.D. was on that car. It made a huge impression on a lot of people, including all of us. Oh, I'm sure it did, certainly. Now, the thing that I wanted to kind of relate to everybody, my, my journey through J.D.'s sickness, every other thing in my life, the tough things I've been through, I, I, I could see God in there. He showed up at different times. I've been in a financial mess, and God showed up at different times in there and led Pat and I through it. And so I kept waiting, and I kept saying, God, show up. I wanted God to heal J.D. as he went through that disease. I kept praying that, and I could not understand. And so when J.D. passed away, there was a real uh, concern I had, and, and it, it, it was confusing for me because I kept waiting for God to show up. Everything that took place at Daytona and everything that took place in J.D.'s life at that point, God showed up. <laughs> he, he, J.D.'s life continues through his website and Young Life, the resources that have been applied to J.D.'s uh, dream of having Young Life in inner cities is taking place now. J.D.'s life continues to impact people. And I think that what played out at Daytona, God showed up. He didn't show up when I wanted him to. He showed up in J.D.'s life after he had gone to be with him. Well, how did that realization impact you personally, spiritually? How's it changed you? I, I really started studying a lot about that. Uh, as I studied it and studied God's Word, I wanted to study everything about suffering because I don't think I understood it. The thing that jumped out to me is in Romans, the eighth chapter, where we see in there verses 16, 17, and 18, okay? It basically says that when we give our life to Christ, we become heirs of Christ. And when we study what do heirs get, Heirs get everything that the family gets, that the dead gets. You get everything that you become heirs of. And so when we become heirs of Christ, then we get everything that Christ got. So what did Christ get here on earth? He got two things, basically. He got suffering, and he got glory when he went to be with the Lord. And so as I studied it, that's the thing, and that's the reality that came to me that when we become heirs of Christ, we get everything that he gets. We get suffering and we get glory. And the point is made on suffering, that we have such a short time here on earth that we cannot even compare that, the suffering here, with the glory that we get in heaven. And so as I studied that and walked through that, and I questioned things like we all do sometimes when we have a uh, a real loss. Uh, to me, I said that God showed up. He showed up in JD's life at Daytona, and it's been a testimony to so many people. So, Coach, you've heard from people all over the world, race fans, drivers, other team owners after the big win, but also kids encouraged by your son's work at Young Life? I got so many letters, notes, people relaying conversations they had with JD. 
and then how that race at Daytona impacted their lives and the fact that JD's website now, jdgibbslegacy.com, that's the place we would love for people to go. We had a service for JD, and that service, I got to tell you, has impacted so many people's lives. Over 3 million people have gone to the website to see that service. And I just suggest everybody, please go there and take a look at that. J.D.'s boys read from his daily log. Um, There's testimonies from his friends and his brother and from his wife. I think it is something that everybody could benefit from. And I've had many people tell me that it changed their life and impacted their life. Please go to that website. So where are you now, Coach? Where are you in the process of accepting J.D.'s loss? And what do you want us to take away from what you've shared with us about his life? I I love my son so much. Pat loves him so much. Melissa, the boys. Those boys, I feel like that he had such an impact on, are going to help change the world and are going to lead many people to Christ. And it's also given me a different look. A, a different thought process about heaven. I used to not think a lot about heaven. I was having so much fun down here and all the things I got to enjoy. But now that J.D.'s gone to be with the Lord, I know that whatever point God says to me, hey, Joe, it's time to come home, I'm going to be excited because I'm going to see J.D. again and get to spend time with him forever. Our thanks to Coach Joe Gibbs for opening up about this painful loss and giving us a closer look at the faith and hope that keeps his family moving forward. That website, by the way, again, to find out more about J.D. and the Ministry of Young Life, jdgibbslegacy.com. For a closer look, I'm Ed Lenane.